What's up, guys? It's Shara here, and welcome to another episode of Style with Shara. Um, if you are new to the show and you have no idea who you are listening to, my name is Shara Green, and I'm a personal and editorial stylist, blogger, and now podcast host. And today, I'm so excited because I've been telling y'all I'm going to bring her on the show for quite some time. (laughs) Um, Well, I wanted to bring her on the show for a while, but um, I initially had her on my blog, and now I'm ready to just sit down and have a good conversation. She got us a nice glass of wine, so we about to chop it up. Um, We both had (laughs) very long days, so we're just ready to get into it. Last, well, the week before last, I talked about luxury retail and just Black-owned businesses in the luxury space. So I definitely felt like who better to bring than someone who is building a luxury brand from the ground up. So I have Shatiera Monroe here today. So I just found out how to pronounce her name. <laughs> um, when I first interviewed her, we did a blog interview. So I never got had to actually say her name. So she just got me together, told me how to pronounce it. Um, but I'm so excited just because she, I just... Even though we just met not too long ago, I feel like I really relate to her and what she's trying to do as far as not just luxury fashion, but just fashion and business as a whole. Um, I know a lot of young women, we get a bad rep for not knowing a lot of things when we first start out in the fashion industry, but just watching her brand, watching her marketing, um, watching her professionalism and just the professionalism I've encountered with her so far, I was like, I got to get her on the show. So I'm excited and you guys are gonna learn a lot more about her, her brand and what she's doing. Um, and she's from my city, so that makes it even better. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be doing the show with you tonight. This is a um an opportunity that I'm glad we went into. Yes, me too. I'm excited. Okay. So I want to dive right in. I want to talk about, um, just because I know I talked about on a couple episodes, a couple episodes ago, I talked about how it's a totally different ballgame, just creating a luxury brand versus a fast fashion brand. So I wanted to ask you what inspired you and pushed you on that challenge um, as an emerging designer and someone who is new to the business of fashion? Like what pushed you to have the courage to do that? So I'm very particular about what I wear. I'm very particular about the looks that I try to shoot for. Okay. And I always am able to spot quality. I'm always able to spot luxury. And it's not even intentional. I can be scrolling on some online website and I'm picking out the most expensive thing. And I don't even know I'm doing it. But it's just like, that's just what I select. So, I the same exact thing. <laughs> when I created my brand, I was very determined not to create a brand that anyone else can buy what I'm selling. Right. And I wanted to make it very personal to me. And I also wanted to keep the luxury and emphasize the luxury in it by producing quality right. shoes where it's comfortable, it's um, durable, so they're not going to be falling apart exactly. in a couple of days. Like it's stuff that you can wear repeatedly, and it's quality. Everything is my my me. Everything is Chassier Monroe. Okay. So that's so, how I started with that. Okay. So let me ask you. Um, you say that you know about materials and like what makes um a shoe or a product luxury. So how was that challenge? Because I know your business is an online business. So what was the process like for you to, 
did you have to get your hands on these materials before you even began to sell it like what was the process like for you to know okay this is a dope shoe this is a luxury shoe before you even sell it like what was that process did you have to travel to look for these materials did you have to just communicate with the right manufacturers like what was that process like for you so the process was definitely communicating with the right people okay and making sure that the manufacturers can get the intricate detail details that you need done completed because what makes what can heighten the quality of a shoe is the smallest thing the smallest um the smallest length on a um a heel right or i'm really particular about my length so my yeah heel, so. so like a few <laughs> centimeters off yeah it looks the yes. entire design that's what i try to tell my so, clients like i'm trying to tell them they like oh like this certain inch i'm like no you need that four inch stiletto that's gonna yes. bring that together yes. like so <laughs> making sure the manufacturers are able to capture exactly what you want them to do right and the heel height as far as the front shape of the heel the toe the material the color is making sure that they're able to do exactly what you want them to do okay it takes a lot of um revisions so i revision. order shoes i get them in the mail mm-hmm. and i need to i need it to be fixed like right. if there's something wrong <laughs> i gotta fix it so it just takes revisions but it's definitely something that i went through and i experienced with my manufacturers overseas okay would you say you're a perfectionist like do you feel like because i know with me like I'll have a look in mind for something and people will be like, no, that's good. Like, that's good. Like, do you show your designs to people and like pick apart each detail? Because for me, I'm like, I know y'all saying it's good, but like, I need this to be perfect. Like, I need this to be dope. <laughs> so like, are you a perfectionist? Do you consider yourself to be someone who was like any means necessary to get it to that final vision in your head? Or do you compromise sometimes on the vision you have? I am a perfectionist, but I have a... Uh a limit to it so I know when I'm just nit being nit like nit, yeah. nit so I'm able to like for instance February 14th premiere right they were not the length the height that I wanted them to be and the feather in the front wasn't the exact feather that I wanted it to be oh wow but I knew the look that I was going for and I knew for the look that I was going for it was it the shoe worked it worked so, okay I was three revisions deep and um I tried the feather that I actually had in mind, and it didn't look the same on the shoe. So I just was like, this is just going to be it. And I was happy with that because I knew at that point I was just nitpicking and just right, trying exactly. to something in life that probably was impossible. To bring, so yeah. I don't share, I don't really share my designs with friends or relatives because I don't like, I don't like to live a moment. I don't like to get the idea out of my head. I like to keep everything bottled up. And then once I'm able to do everything that I'm able to do for it, then I'll get it out. But other than that, I don't really like to share. So I don't share, I don't share details on anything until it's done. Until okay. I have it in front of me. And then I'll get input on what I can, you know, maybe make different. And I don't get anything back. Everyone, everyone loves it. Okay. That's something I feel like I have to learn how to do as a creative because I think I'll get really excited about a certain idea that I have and I'll show like my close friends or my close family members and with my mom and she means well but like my mom she will be so excited and post stuff before it's even like a revision like look at what my daughter doing y'all like she killing it and I'm just like 
okay like so do you feel like you have to like do your fa- does your family like grill you sometimes like girl what you doing when's your next shoe design coming out like how do you like keep them appeased but still like okay let me just stay focused have tunnel vision this is my vision so i feel like okay so no one knew about Chatier Monroe collection until I had my shoes. Okay. Yeah, I, I noticed no that. about it. I peeped that because I was yeah. like, <laughs> I saw you, like, you, you posted, like, I think, like, a logo or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? Like, cause, you and know, when it I looks- had my logo, I already was two revisions deep. Wow. The third revision was already on the way. I didn't even tell my mom. She knows everything about me. Like, right. <laughs> the second that it happened, she knows, like, that's the first person I call. But I didn't tell her. I didn't tell my best friends. I didn't tell anyone close to me until... That third revision was on the way. I kept everything bottled up. I didn't want nobody's opinion. I think that's what I like so much about the launch, though, because I always talk about, like, I talk with some people that I create about how much I hate announcements. Like, I'll do them because I feel like you have to keep your audience engaged and in touch with what you're doing on some level. But I feel like when you um over announced stuff people like okay girl you've been saying this coming for like the past three months like when is it dropping like are you even still working on it so i i hate announcements but i peeped like you you gave like a logo and that was it and then the whole shoe line the whole shoe line just launched and that's what i loved about it i was like she was just like i'm gonna say less i'm gonna just drop it and i had been following you um I think I talked about this on the last episode or the episode before that. I had been following you since I think we were in high school. Like, So I would see your Instagram. But, you know, at the time we were in high school, so we weren't really doing much outside of like, I don't know what you were doing. But I know like on Instagram, it's mostly my outfit for the weekend. You know, a lot of us in Baltimore City, we wear uniforms to school. So that's when we get to show off our personal style. But I would always notice you looked really bomb um, on, you know, whatever you would post like an outfit. And so I followed you because you was like hella pretty and I was like she's pretty she she has great style I think in Baltimore like so many people dress the same like and I could tell you had like your own little like you always added your own little spin on something even if you wore something that was trendy like you put your own like feminine um but still like very classy spin on it and so that was what was keeping my attention for years like I would see you I follow so many people on Instagram and I don't be looking at their posts like sometimes like most of the people I engage with are people I look up to in the fashion industry so for me to see like a girl that was just like me in my city like um and me catching that catching my attention and then to see you drop that launch, it like all started to come together and make sense I was like oh I feel Mm -hmm. like I relate to her so um do you feel like do you feel like you do that on purpose? Like you don't like announcements? Cause I, for my own brand, I know I don't like, that's a thing for me. Like I like to just do stuff. Like I don't like to have to wait. So it wasn't strategic at all. Um, it was literally something that I did to better manage my mental health. Oh, okay. So I don't like living a moment. Okay. Like I don't like to, cause I overthink as it is. So if I talk about it out loud, I'm living it. Right. So if I was to say, oh my gosh, I want, I have a luxury brand, a shoe brand that I want to come up with, and I want to design the first shoe to be this, the second shoe to be this, the third shoe to be this, I feel like I lived it. So now that itch to get it off my chest yeah, is it's no not there. there. Oh my so, gosh. I know what you're talking about. I, it was purely personal. I didn't tell anyone because I learned myself enough to know like the second that I share it, I lived it. Right. And I wanted to oh do every bit of groundwork and have it in front of me. So I didn't share Chateau Monroe collection until I had two pairs of shoes 
sitting in my house. Wow. That That's kind of deep, though. Like, not to be, like, all, like, spiritual or whatever. I'm, I'm a very spiritual person and, like, philosophical person. But I feel like I was just getting on myself about that because I feel yeah. like um, a lot of times with anything in life, not just creations or ideas, um, we will say we're going to do something. Like, people do it every year for New Year's. Like, mm-hmm. we'll say we're going to do something and we feel, like, that sense of, like, euphoria, like, it's already done. And, yeah. like, that'll make us not want to do it. Like, in our mind, we tricked ourselves. Like, we, we got the satisfaction. Yeah. Like, if you have, like, an argument with someone or you have, like, a dream, you lived it. So yeah. So, like, it, it's almost like it happened, especially if it's something that gives you anxiety. Yeah. If it gives you anxiety, you lived it. Your, That's so Your true. mind doesn't even know the difference between oh. the fact that... It didn't really happen. Yes. So, <laughs> that's fact. I did you know, share it. You know how long, like, when did you realize that? Because, you know, I literally learned that, like, just this year. Like, I mean, I'm 23, I'm, and I am finally feel like I'm starting to have an idea of, like, how my mindset plays in my brain and in my mm-hmm. life. So, when did that happen for you? Like, have you always been that way where you could pick so, up on that? within the last year, I just opened myself up to a different level of motivation and different motivational speakers. Okay. And I listened to a guy, his name is Jim Quick. Okay. And he's into science. So everything that he uses as motivation, he backs it with science. All right. Because it's a reason for everything. Right. So um, one thing that he pointed out was that your body doesn't know the difference between an emotion or like something, a feeling that you get from a fear right. that you get from a thought or a fear that you actually get like, or something that actually has, happens in real life. So you could think something and it can cause you so much stress and it will cause you the same stress as if something was to literally physically happen to you. Yeah. So I learned that and that's kind of what like gave me confirmation is like, this is why I kind of like hinder myself because I'll have something I'm so optimistic about doing and I have so much like emotions behind doing but once I share it I just let my emotions out (laughs) I just got it off my chest so it's almost like I just did it because in my mind I know I had it so mapped out that I did it but I didn't oh my goodness okay so um there's this guy, I, I'm not familiar with Jim Quick. I might have heard his name because um, some of my mentors, like, they put me hip to so many different people. Um, but Joe Dispenza had the same thing. Like, he had an accident happen, and he literally had to recreate, like, in his mind. They told him either you get this surgery or you um, not going to walk again. So he had to recreate in his mind what it felt like to walk and to be whole, like, physically again. So that's right in line with what you're talking about. But I feel like, I don't know, like... I just think, I can't believe it took me this, I don't know, I'm still young. We both still young, but I feel yeah. like, sometimes like, I can't believe it took me this long to see how those type of things play out in everything we do, whether it be fashion, like, yeah. I think, like, people get a, people, people in fashion, like, we get a bad rep for, like, we're shallow and we don't, we're not in tune with other things outside mm-hmm. of the fashion realm or do I look good, and, mm-hmm. like, especially if you're a creator, it's one thing if you just got cute outfits but if you're a creator like your mindset is so important you have to constantly work on your mindset and retrain it and relearn and unlearn stuff so i love that you brought that up i'm gonna have to look up jim quick um so um i wanted to talk about support because i feel like in our city in baltimore like we get so much i don't know if this is even a thing or if it's a thing for every city because i feel like People here say it's a crabs in a barrel um, mentality here. 
did you do you experience that with your brand or on a personal level as you were building your brand like anything do you experience that or do you because I it looks like you get you get a lot of support like um she's pouring some more wine y'all this is why we turn this wine up it's so good <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a bottle of this and she got a full bottle so we in trouble she told me I could have as much as I want to have yeah. uh, <laughs> um and yeah I came to the right house because y'all know I love red wine um but yeah so do you feel like you experience that like do you experience the crabs in a barrel mentality or do you get more support because on instagram it looks like you get a lot of support from girls in the city so, so i do get a lot of support i don't know anyone personally that's close to me in my life that has a brand okay like mine right so <laughs> even though i have friends multiple friends that have their own brand their own business it's nothing compared to mine so it's no way to have that crab in a barrel effect where you all are doing something different everything is completely different so i um benefit in that aspect and as far as um any other not so positive feedback i don't really get it because i surround myself around a good support system i don't have any crazy feedback or anyone who i'm who i feel like might not be giving me the most positive um advice right because everyone has a certain level of love and respect for me i don't put myself around anyone that don't have that so i don't i don't i don't get that part of it that's what's up i feel like i feel the same way honestly and i feel like I get it. Like, from a larger scale, I've seen some things in the city. Like, you know, living in Baltimore City, you see a lot of things. Um, you see people die over dumb things. Like, But personally, I don't know if it's the thing of, like, I don't see that stuff. Like, I don't pay attention to nobody that try to shade me. Like, I'll, pay, I'll feel it in that moment. But it's like, oh, okay. Like, I have so much love and support around me. So, like, and that's, I don't. I don't relate to people who don't support me. It so it's like it almost is like did that just happen? Like I recently like it's shade that goes on and it's definitely there, but sometimes I'm so engulfed into what I have going on that I don't even You don't know care. It. Like I, I don't even know it's aimed towards me. Like, <laughs> it's times where like someone had to reach out to me and be like, like this person is like this puts a little shade towards you. And I'm like, oh really? I didn't even catch it. Like, I didn't even, <laughs> right, like I don't have time. I don't, I didn't even peep it. Right. Because so, that's not where your focus is. No. Like, and the thing about it is like the second that your focus goes on to any bit of negativity, you will see it everywhere. everywhere. You, you pick up on it everywhere. Friends, you will see it in your family. Yes. You will see it in people who don't even know you. And not even so, thinking about you. You're taking a shade and this wasn't yeah. even shade. Like So like my problem is that I'm so focused on the exact opposite. I'm so focused on love. I'm so focused on the positivity and they're just becoming more better that I don't notice the shady things that happen half the time. So I just, I'd be oblivious to it. I mean, I'm sure it's definitely there. there it's just not in your world. It's, it's not, not in my realm. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not looking for it yet. So. That's amazing. That's great. I feel like that's how we all should live, though. Because life is short and, like, you're not going to, like, when you're gone, people are going to think about you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people say so much stuff while you're here. But the truth is, when you're gone, like, you, people, you're going to feel how people, you're going to see, someone's going to see how people really yeah. received you. Like, the mm-hmm. truth is going to come out. Um, I've... I feel like with me, like, I've come to a place where I'm just, like, people not thinking about you like you think they are. Like, people in their mind, like, I got so many haters, like, people on, like, I'm, I'm be I feel like I was my biggest hater. Like, I feel like me, I didn't come to the place, like, 
people could say everything I did was bomb and I would find a way in my mind to be like, yeah, but it's not there yet. And so like me overcoming myself was my biggest thing. Like people always ask me, what's my biggest challenge as like a creative entrepreneur? Me. Like it's my like trying to level up and go against my own personal limitations because I know my whole story. Like nobody else knows my story. So even if they are hating, it's like you don't know the whole like context of my story. So it can't really resonate. Like, but when you are hard on yourself, that's a whole different thing. Do you feel like you're extremely hard on yourself or are you have you kind of mastered that? Um, kind of like self-care and showing yourself love in the midst of like running a business and creativity and all of that kind of stuff? No, I feel like, so I feel the exact opposite way of how everything normally goes. I'm very into myself. I think very highly of myself. And sometimes it's, not that great of a thing to do because <laughs> I think that like oh yeah because I, I got this under control like, I like I'm the know. shit like I know yeah I'm basically like I'm the shit so this shit gonna come together this ain't about nothing and what I realized is like first of all it's not about to come together like you need to put in this work for it yeah so that'll bring me back to reality and I'm like oh my god work that mean I like, gotta like <laughs> like put effort into yeah because like, that just go back to what you were saying about how you psych yourself up like we mm-hmm. got this and then you feel like you lived it so you like oh it's a yeah. lot of groundwork to be done like okay so, so it's the you. groundwork that keeps me, that brings me back to reality and let me know but in my mind girl i be god i got it <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get there people be thinking like they're like shari you seem so confident like i am to a certain level i think my parents have done and my family has done a great job like mm-hmm. raising me to have a certain level of self-esteem yeah. but i think as you grow up and you see like we're not living in the time that our parents are living in like they say that the same thing happens but people don't yeah. realize like it's a whole different era like oh, yeah, it's different it's different like you could back in the day you could create a little lemonade stand and you don't have to go on Instagram and see how this person's killing it with their lemonade stand. Like, yeah, how they... Like, buy with yeah, buy 20 lemonade stands. Yeah, uh, like, but Instagram and, like, just things like, like, social media gives us that context to compare ourselves yeah. so often. So, I had... That's why I've been taking a break. Like, I noticed that's kind of something we have in common a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, you're, you're consistent as far as your brand goes on social media. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you don't really care, like, if you got... A, sel- a bomb selfie every week like you, you that's kind of how I am like I post when I post <laughs> um so is that something you do on purpose or that's not it just it'd be happening because you're busy so what I did was um I distanced myself from social media okay. and I did not do it intentionally I went through a lot of changes personally okay and I'm a person who's just like everyone else on social media where I can post everything all day long when everything is everything but you don't post the losses. You don't post the right. mistakes. And you don't post the craziness. You don't post the man. Right. So I went through some things and it just wasn't a phase in my life that I wanted to post. Yeah. Now, I could have got dressed up and I could have put on a facade and posted right. pictures and went out and made it like everything was everything. But that wasn't your but focus. Because you want to so, feel good, not look like you feel good. Like, and when I don't feel good, my pictures show it. For real? So... Yes, I'll take a picture, and I just because I haven't posted on me, I still get up, and I still get my life together, and I right. still get dressed up, and I still go out, and my camera roll still stack up with pictures. Right. <laughs> but these are never pictures or videos that I'm going to post, because I can, I just, it's maybe just me, but I can just see the look on my face. I like, know you could tell you're not. Like, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine, he was saying, like, um... <laughs> 
he was he had showed me this picture he took like a year ago and he was like you could see in my face like i'm content with life i was in a better place now he was like i don't even yeah. want to get on instagram right now because i'm mm -hmm. not in that place i'm not in that place mm -hmm. but i feel like your spirit like sometimes you ever be in a happy place i remember when i went to mexico um for my 21st birthday and i had the same makeup on that i wear every other day i'm very simple with my makeup yeah um and gloss like you know gold eyeshadow that's about it like tinted moisturizer um and people kept responding to me like you look so glowing like you look like you're so happy and i was like i am like i'm being exposed to this even just a trip simple as mexico i like going places because i like to see how other people live and it makes me feel in a way kind of not small but it makes me see how like how big of a deal we make certain things and like yeah. how we're just one energy field within this world and like yeah. you just got to make the best out of that so i was in a happy place and it was showing for people right um that being said like about a month ago <laughs> um i was in a really low place and i wasn't trying to post nothing and i feel like that's something that i think we also have this thing of like oh instagram and social media is fake because people only post their highlights but like when I look on my page, I don't want to see all my losses. I want to see all of my accomplishments and my my milestones. I journal and stuff, like, to kind of yeah. um, remind myself of, like, okay, you need to work on this. But that's something I need to do within myself. I don't have to announce. I talked about that last week on the podcast. I don't have to announce every time I fail. Do you feel like that? Like, do you feel like you, you want to take some L's in private and that's okay? Or do you feel the pressure to share when certain things don't go your way? No. I want to share it all day long because somebody else might can be go like might go through the same thing that I went through, right? And they might have had the same obstacle that I had. So I don't have any problem with sharing anything that I went through in my life. Okay. Um, but while I'm going through it, I you don't want to share the answers yet. Okay, so I don't exactly. Have the so you so don't I wanna... can't. I can't motivate and I can't teach you the lesson that I learned. If I didn't learn it yet. Learning. Right. That's facts so, though. <laughs> that's that's, facts. that's my only reason for, you know, not sharing it. But I don't have any problem being, uh, I'm, I'm a very open book. Now, something else that you um, made, I think I, I think I forgot. But something else that you um, acknowledged was that, um, so something that I do, um, and I have come to a little bit more of a realization of is that I use social media more now for marketing than anything. So I feel like I drew back and it worked for me in regards to the aspect that I wanted to become a little bit more private with my lifestyle. Exactly. But now I have a different outlook on social media. So I kind of see social media as more of a a marketing platform opposed to a personal platform to yeah. keep people updated in your life. Yeah. So I that also kind of sways my posting. Yeah. Because as I previously stated, I like I've been out, I've yeah. been around. So like some people they see me and I, I see them, but I have not posted. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like I haven't posted because I mean nothing to post. Yeah. And I'm not because it's like. You my mean, shoes not coming out yeah. yet. So what am I posting about? I feel so you. I really have to get in the mindset of um somebody told me my friend, her name is Lola. She told me to make people fall in love with you and then they'll fall in love with your brain. That's so that's wisdom though. I'm like, oh shit. So I need to like post me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. So like me going out tonight, I need to take pictures. Right. I need to like these pictures and I need to post these pictures. Yeah. Because they need to fall in love with me. Yeah, no. Before they nice. fall in love with anything else. So now I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to like work on now. I'm trying to work on that same mm -hmm. thing. It's a struggle because like 
I feel the same way. It's like literally what you just said is how I feel. Like I'm like, okay, my shoot is not until next month. Why am I sitting up here posting like telling y'all the price? And then somebody also told me you should show more your process. Like show like for you, I guess it would be like showing like you on the phone with your manufacturer, you going over revisions for your designs. But like it's like for me, I'm such a like end of the finish line person. I'm like why? Like but people say I don't like, like suspense. Yeah, I don't like suspense. I feel like it's so hype. Like, I just show y'all when it's done. Like, the worst thing for me is for someone to be like, I gotta talk to you about something. I hate suspense. I hate that too. Somebody did that to me earlier. Like, it's like, I'm releasing some shoes, or I'm about to come out with some shoes next week. It's like, shoes definitely they're coming. So, I don't like suspense. So, I mean, by like posting again, I mean just like posting me and myself because I have a. And a love that I acquired on social media alone is just based on me personally. Yeah. So that's how I found out about you was your personal brand. It wasn't nothing that you said about your shoes that drew me yep. in. Just your personal brand, your style. Even sometimes you would post something funny, like or you would like say something with an attitude on your story. And I'm like, yeah, she got like <laughs> she just reminds me of me. Like she's just a regular girl, but just on her grind. Like and yeah. so I your friend is some truth to what she's saying. Um, I definitely feel like I feel like that's something I'm trying to master too though, because it's hard to like and I think even with my podcast platform, like, mm-hmm. I think the reason people be listening to this is because people know I'm not going to, if you're not close to me, I'm not telling you nothing about me. Like, yeah. for me to come on here and talk about, like, friendships that went wrong or, like, breakup, like, I talked about a breakup on the first episode of this. That was so weird for me. But I'm yeah. like, I don't want people to feel like you're able to buy from me, but you're not able to to relate to me like you know what I mean so I'm and so I'm okay with even if you know if you judge or if you think you know oh I can't believe she's talking about this that's so unprofessional like it's I feel like I want you to feel me like I want you to feel you know so I totally agree and I think your friend definitely has some truth to what she's saying she definitely gave you some great advice um so um speaking of marketing because you talked about marketing a little bit earlier um you just mentioned it as far as your brand goes so um I talk about how marketing is one of the main things I pay attention to when I'm first being introduced to a new brand and your first campaign was actually a part of what really drew me in like it was just so bomb like it was sexy but it was classy it was not um like it just had a very rich look to it which is befitting because you have a luxury brand um and that drew me in so I wanted to ask you, um, what do you try to capture and achieve when it comes to the images that you use to promote your brand? So I have a nice following and I have close friends of mine who, I have beautiful friends. Mm-hmm. I have friends who use their beauty to promote their businesses mm-hmm. on social media. Right. So As it should be. Use what yeah. you got. So I have... I have just a support system of nothing but just, like, people who have, like, access to what I'm trying to, like, pitch into. So, even though I have a following, I have people who have way bigger followings. Mm -hmm. So, what I did was, with those people, was that I just threw them in my brain. Okay. And the thing about, even if you have 200 followers on Instagram, you're an influencer. Because those people who are following you, you're influencing them. Right. So, we all took... Shatira Monroe collection and we put it on and we influenced right. with it and we just used it so it looked it looked like that though it didn't look like we're trying to be sexy it looked like we're just women coming together just showing our beauty and selling all these shoes yeah basically because <laughs> the thing about being an influencer is like you don't 
I want to say it doesn't have to be cool. It doesn't have to be on trend. It doesn't have to be stylish. It literally has to be, oh, because this person wore it. Yeah. And that's why I want it. Right. Because <laughs> that's what it is. So, I just felt like with my brand, once you put quality and luxury behind it and, and it's popping and it's really what the people want, then it's just going to be all the more better. Yeah, so, I agree. I feel like that worked in my favor. No, that's what's up. I had, girl, I remember when I posted your um, your blog post and I used your images from your first campaign. Mm-hmm. I had this coworker of mine. Um, she was like, girl, I got to give me some of them shoes. She's like, I'm so sick of you because, like, you come up, like, you'll find these brands that I never heard of in our city and put, you know, put a spotlight on them. So she's like, I got to give me some shoes. I'm not trying to spin right now. But, like, and to me, that spoke volumes because, like, for somebody who's like they don't even buy luxury usually, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. usually do more take more fast fashion approach. Mm-hmm. Like for them to be like, I gotta buy into this, that means you accomplish your goal as far as your marketing. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's what's up. So I do wanna ask you, with all of these clothing and boutiques popping up, you chose to start your brand with a focus on shoes. What do you feel like is special about a woman's choice of shoe that made you want to have some territory in the shoe business? So, I feel like it just all depends on how you feel that night. Because sometimes you have a piece, and the piece might be the shirt that you're speaking for, and everything else that you have will need to calm down because the shirt is what's speaking right. tonight. And then you might have the same thing about a pant, or you may have the same thing about your hair even. Right. That That's what's speaking for me tonight. Yeah. So, I just got in my own lane, and I just found my own niche. I like shoes. I can tell. I'm looking at all these shoes. We're in her shoe lounge slash office, and I'm seeing all these shoes in here. I'm like, this is such a cute space. Like, you got your shoes to inspire you while you design and handle your business. (laughs) So, I'm into shoes. So, I'm just like, normally, when I get dressed, what I want to do is have on a bomb shoe. I don't really have, like... Well, I have had statement other pieces where, like, my dress is just was speaking tonight. Yeah, I know you love but a dress. What's going to speak is my shoes. Right. Like, my shoes are never quiet. Yeah. So, I'm just like, okay, so maybe it'll be a shoe brand because I know I can get into as much detail as I want about exactly how my shoes. I have shoes that I purchased, luxury shoes that I purchased that I'm like, I wish I could change this one just thing. Just one thing. And it can be, like, perfect for me. So, with the opportunity and me doing the research and being able to find access to change and make everything exactly what I wanted it to be, it was just great. I feel like that's how a lot of businesses are started, though. I feel like you having a problem that constantly comes up Mm -hmm. um, with while you're shopping as a consumer and you're like, I just want this to change. I can't wait for somebody to change it. Sometimes that's God telling you, girl, it's your turn to change it. Like, you have to change it. So, I definitely um, can see how that branched off this whole shoe concept so i also wanted to ask you um because i don't know i'm starting to see a lot of feather shoes now but yours looks like feathers i want to wear on my feet like i don't want to wear like no cheap looking party city looking feathers (laughs) on a shoe yours looks like a luxury feather even like you say you're very much into detail so i want to ask you um and it takes a certain level of creativity to pay attention even to certain details like the texture of a feather 
So people always talk about creative block for artists and for designers, but people don't realize that creative block, I mean, yes, it affects the design process, but it also affects building a business as a whole. Um, and building a business, I feel like, does require a certain level of creativity, um, especially when you're just starting out and you don't have all the resources at your fingertips. So what are some ways that you've experienced creative block in your business and as a designer, and how do you bring yourself out of that? So, um, first I want to acknowledge, yeah, you have seen the feather shoe a lot. I've <laughs> seen the feather shoe a lot. So, what I've noticed is that, like, for me personally, I put a twist on the feather shoe by putting feathers on the front. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. everyone sees the feather shoe everywhere, but what they're seeing is a duplicate of another luxury brand that's not that luxury brand. Right. But they don't see Chateau and Marble Collection because Chateau and Marble Collection has a feather on the front as well. Okay. And Something they... Different. It was a place who released the shoe with a feather on the front, but they put diamonds on a feather on the front that they had. Hmm. So it still made it a little bit different than exactly what I'm bringing to the table, which is why I was so adamant about making it, making my brand a brand where you can't go anywhere else to get what you're trying to get from me. Exactly. I want to be like a shoe boutique. Now, um... The question. What was the question? <laughs> the question was, um, what are some ways that you experience like creative block, and how do you pull yourself out of that and use your resources to the fullest? So, I've experienced creative block by just dealing with personal my life personally. I move, and sometimes I have work stress. I have other things that just completely just withdraw me from Chateau and Collection and put me onto engineering okay. or put me onto moving because right. I need to move. So that's how I've experienced creative block and what keeps me on track is just paying attention and taking like a um a break. When I take a break from my personal life and I take a break from my personal stresses, that break is Chateau and Marvel Collection. Okay. And when I take a break from work and what's work just stressing me and just being just annoying it's Chateau and Marvel Collection. And I'm sitting and I'm looking at shoes and I'm looking at designs and I'm looking at ideas. And I'm trying to bring these ideas to life because I have, like, so much content in my mind. It's just about finding a place that can just put my content onto the shoe. Yeah, execution is everything. Yeah. So, that's my escape. And that's how I, that's that's what keeps the writer's block to, well, the creator's block to Mm -hmm. kind of like a minimum. Even though it definitely occurs, it Mm -hmm. definitely happens. But it, my... Collection in my business is something that's a happy place for me. Wow. So, I drown in it. Right. I can and relate to that. Yeah. my break from the world is my business. Yeah. So, it just all works out in my favor. So I feel you. That's how I feel about styling. I feel like... Um, Like, I mean, my parents, they had me in a lot of different creative things growing up. I was in pageants. I danced. Um, I did... My mom made me do this crazy poetry contest where I had to recite, like... 10 pages of a poem like off top (laughs) so I was always having to find costumes and stuff for that but I think what really did it for me was my mom she when she had my brother she was she had to go back to work well she was already working but she had to pick up her old job again because you know she had three kids now um so she would bartend at night and my mom always dressed very sexy but very classy and I would be I would be so sad when it was time for her to get dressed because I'm such a mommy's girl. So like when it was time for her to get dressed, I would be like, oh, here she go. Like she she about to leave me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, 
I noticed if I helped her pick out what she wanted to wear, I could stay in her room and bother her a little bit longer and get a little bit more quality time. So she was like, shall I wear this necklace or this necklace? And I'd be like, oh, you gotta wear this one. And like watching her get dressed for her job and get dressed for life and just watching her posture change and like her like her shoulders back and like her strut with her heels, that I think what drew me like I think, you know, watching the woman that you love the most just embody that confidence, like that's what yeah. stuck with me and made me um want to pursue styling so I think mm -hmm. that it has to be your safe place like people you know business is business and especially if you're pursuing something as a business you have to kind of learn to have those boundaries and know when it's just business but like people don't realize like fashion is some people's like safe place like it just yeah, like it takes you to a different realm and it's not about wanting to be a certain way or wanting to be somebody else it's just about wanting to present yourself in the best light possible and that is just like that's what made me want to always be in it. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, like, in it. Do you yeah. see yourself doing anything else outside of having a luxury shoe brand in the fashion realm? Or is this what you want to stick with? I definitely want to extra emphasize on my shoes. Okay. But I do see other places that I could pitch in. I do have other designs that I've created with things other than shoes okay i do have other um other than clothes other than stuff that you can put right. in i do have other places that i'm dipping and dabbing and i'm gaining um knowledge on to obtain so maybe in a future release okay however i'm i want to be calculated and strategic enough to know that chatier monroe collection for shoes is exactly where it needs to be before I do anything else. Exactly. You want to so, it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to stamp that and then I'll move forward with everything else that I have in mind. And I feel like I've got a good niche of making, creating and coming up with ideas that's timeless so I don't see my ideas that I'm working with. That is that I, That's what I want to aim for too in fashion. Mm -hmm. Just time. Like, because you're going to reference certain trends but like you want to be able, like you ever look at like a 70s shoot, like it might be, have Diana Ross mm -hmm. or somebody from like a past era and be like, I don't care that we not wearing that no more. That was timeless. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like that, they made yeah. their mark. I that's feel you on I, that. That's what, I'm, that's what I aim for. So I don't see the things that I have in mind and and the works have been created going out of style, out of fashion. I see it still being relevant, even if it's two years from now. Okay. So, I just want to be calculated. Right. I'm going to release and I'm going to create. I'm already creating other things, but I want to make sure my shoe collection is exactly where it needs to be before I put anything in front of it. Okay, so you're strategic. What's your sign? You Aquarius. My Aquarius. That's why we click. Okay, <laughs> my sister's an Aquarius. That's my best friend. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, Aquarius. I'm a Leo, so I'm a fire sign. So I feel you on that. Like me and my sister is the same way. Like I'll be really passionate about something, mm -hmm. and she's like, I can tell everything she moves. Like she always thinking. I wish I could be like that sometimes. Sometimes my passion overtakes me. Yeah. <laughs> As a Leo, like this Leo fire, it just like I'm like, no, let's do it now. But like just being strategic is everything it's so. a blessing and a curse to everything yeah so, <laughs> yeah because it's a blessing and a curse to be strategic because you sometimes overthink yourself out of stuff so out of stuff that's true yeah that's it's a blessing true. and a curse so um as i'm sure you know because you follow fashion a lot has been going on with and i had a whole episode dedicated to it um these brands getting real disrespectful with their product and just the way that they market and just 
mostly black people, you know. So I wanted to ask you. So everybody's talking about this Gucci collab with Gucci. Gucci Mane and Gucci in this collab. Mm -hmm. I'm still on the fence. I really don't know how I feel about it. The pictures itself were great. I think they're quality. He looks amazing in the campaign. But I just wasn't sure how I felt. I feel like it's so soon. Like for us to, um, you know, it's funny. Sometimes, you know, something is so sensationalized that we, once that moment is over, it's over. Like even if someone famous dies, we so upset and then it's Mm -hmm. over. Like, Everyone was so upset and just outraged when this whole Gucci situation happened. And now, you know, black influencers are kind of like reconvening with Gucci as a brand. So what's your opinion on that? Like, how do you feel about that whole situation? So in regards to um, the topic and the link that you sent me, there's an article that I read about it. Mm -hmm. And one thing they um, acknowledge on The Bomb Life is, and they said this verbatim, People of color are not one monolithic group, and I can't agree with that more. Be- I can't agree with that more because that's the case. If we have a scenario where we're all like in the uproar about Gucci mm-hmm. when it first happened, everyone was pissed. Ti right. pissed. Everyone was pissed. <laughs> yeah, and we can't spot a nigga in Gucci. No yeah, more. everybody was. But mad. everybody was on that accord. So like we're not we don't move in one we don't move as a unit. That's so true. with that being said, it's not a surprise at all, and it's not a, something I take offense to at all because no matter what, I was watching an interview on Revolt where I believe her name is Candace Owens. Everyone was like anti Candace Owens because she was stating different facts that she not like she was able to Oh, is that the Trump find. situation? Was she was talking about Trump or something? She was just talking about politics. It was okay. just a whole conversation about politics. I saw a clip of it. My mom yeah. was showing me. And it was like T I was like he went in on a little bit, but it's just like, um, with that, that just goes to show that we are not just like this article on the bomb life says, we're not one monolithic group. We're kinda like where you feel how you feel, I feel how I feel, so you're going to do what you want to do, I'm going to do what that's I want right to do. That's right, though. That's true. And, yeah, so when it comes to different things like this that occurs, I just feel like it is what it is. That's so right. <laughs> I feel like what, the, what is a good thing to do and what is a good thing to maintain is where the bomb, the bomb life says to keep everything in conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to keep it as a topic because... The thing about the people who are the offenders, those people continue to be offenders. Gucci yeah. is going to continue to do stuff. Yeah. They're not going to not have a, a decade where they go without offending our culture. Right. So what it takes is the right, the right thing that they do to disrespect us or the right, just the right fuck up. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that one thing is going to kind of like be the straw that break the camel back. Just like in other aspects, the riots, it was so many things before that mm-hmm. that led up to riots. Right. So it just takes the right thing at the right time to get the response that you want to get back to him for us to move as a um, more of a monolithic group. But for the most part, it's always people that's on the opposite, the opposite side of things and they're still going to support Gucci and they're still going to support whoever about whatever. Yeah. But something good to keep in play and something I feel like is very effective to keep in play is just the conversation in the room. Yeah. 
I think like for a while I used to feel like before I had like this platform as a podcast and before I was a blogger, I felt like what the hell does a conversation do? Like I really felt like that, like because you know you see so many things as a black person. Um, people talk about a lot of things that still like talk about police brutality. Be, that's a major conversation that still happens. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was you know like why do we need to ha- keep having a conversation about it? that's not effective? But I think now with me and my platform and seeing how I'm affected by stuff, as long as people keep talking about stuff, people have more questions about stuff. People draw more conclusions about stuff. So now as even a person with a speaking platform, a writing platform, I can kind of see where. It is important to keep just rejogging the memory of people because even I think like certain um, people, certain public figures were good at that. Like people say, oh, Tupac was all talk and stuff like that. Like, but his ideas, we still talk about to this day, like his concepts, we still talk about to this day. And it's because it's okay. Sometimes you have to be, um, I hate this term, but the devil's advocate and kind of come from a different perspective and ask questions. And that'll cause people to think and draw further conclusions other than just reading the news and taking it for what it is. And they'll start yeah. to like make their own decisions about what they feel like they should support and what they shouldn't support. Now, I do want to ask you, do you feel like, because I feel like the answer is us, like just how we talked about not focusing on negativity, like you yourself, you're a luxury brand. And yeah. you're committed to excellence with your with your customer service, with your branding, with your marketing. Don't you feel like that's something that we should be focusing more on? Like, if we want so much to be empowered in fashion, don't you feel like that's where our focus should be? Like, where, the people who are doing right by us instead of always being... I mean, of course, acknowledging the people that aren't, but still supporting. Like, we'll be upset about something, but we won't support the opposite of that. You know what I mean? Okay, so Gucci and... Every other that's every other crazy luxury brand, they have resources. So everybody, everybody who every African American who purchases from Gucci don't purchase from Gucci because it's Gucci. Yeah. Okay. It's quality that follows behind it. It's things that don't even go into the appearance that follow behind it that goes into it that you don't know about. So that that we don't know about. Yeah. So that that's kind of what kind of might put a person into it now for black luxury brands you kind of have to get into and do a little bit of your due diligence of researching that luxury brand to find out if this is something that has the quality behind it that i know i'm going to get from a chanel i know mm-hmm. i'm going to get from a gucci because the chanel bag is going to let you forever Ever, yeah but the person who's on the corner selling the bag that looks like a chanel <laughs> not the most so you kind of have to do your research so, it's luxury brands. It's definitely African-American luxury brands out there that carry the same quality. Right. But everyone is not. Everyone, everyone not like that. Not, we don't have, but they're not privy to that information. Some people so, call themselves a luxury brand, but they just like yeah. the name luxury. They're not it, really. Exactly. Their material's not luxury. It's like. No, it's not. So, you just have to you have to be on the lookout. Just like how some, some luxury brands that claim to be luxury that are luxury brands like Gucci, Louis, all of that stuff, you'll get the shit and it will it will do the same thing with some <laughs> yes. brand that you, and you feel like, And that's my thing. Yeah. I don't mind paying for quality. I don't care if you black, yellow, green, but I just know if I'm paying a good amount, when I wash this, it better not be pilling. I better not have no little lip balls. Like. Sometimes, it's like, it's like 50-50 because sometimes for luxury, that's the case and it's going to do that and you're going to be like, why did this 
probably do this to me if it costs this much this amount of hundred dollars. Yeah. But no, it happens. Okay. I mean, I think that's just the fact that we gotta realize too, like things are tangible products, like, you know, they're man-made materials. So, you know, they're not perfect. So they're gonna do things. Now, I will say, like, most of the stuff that I paid, I don't have a closet full of luxury. I'm a big supporter of um high low fashion, so mixing high end with low end. But mm-hmm. my pieces that I paid a little bit more coin for, I'm dry cleaning that shit. Like, <laughs> I'm not about to, like, so, put that in my wash. Like, do you feel like, I know you don't do clothes, but, like, how do you handle your pieces where you feel like the pieces you paid the most for, do you get what you wanted to get out of them usually? So, I purchased a little bit of everything in luxury, and I purchased a little bit of everything in, like, low. Like, fast fashion. Yeah, fast fashion. So, with that being said, I definitely... I'm not going to acknowledge the specific brands that does this, but it's luxury brands that we pay high amounts for that produce trash. We're literally just paying for the name. But that's what we do. But we don't know that we're paying for trash. You look at the belt, and the belt costs almost $500, and we want the belt because that's how much it costs. So (laughs) just how it goes with um, fast fashion where some fast fashion boutiques and brands sell luxury products that you, they might release a product that might be timeless and you can keep it forever and the quality of it is going to last forever. You can wash it and dry it on your own and it'll still last forever. Yeah, It's the same way on the other end of the luxury, um, of the spectrum where you can buy a luxury item that you spent hundreds of dollars on and you wash it one time and it's limp balls everywhere. You're like, yeah. <laughs> that is so frustrating. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like I try to support certain so brands more. Yeah. I try, to, I try to support certain brands. And I'm like, okay, like, especially smaller brands. I'm like, I want to see them win. Like I'm a, I'd be so pissed when I like wash that shit and see limp balls on it. Like, I don't know. Like, especially because me, I'm the way I shop. Just about everything in my closet, with the exception of a few statement pieces, can be worn together. So mm-hmm. I shop to be able to literally pick up a sweater, pick up this pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. I could pick up it, switch it out for a different pair of jeans, and it all goes together. Yeah. So, because that saves me money, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you can get more wear out of your clothes. But when I see I done spent a good amount of money for some premium pants and or jeans or whatever, and they fading already or they ripping, like, that's, I don't know, it's frustrating. But... Yeah. I guess that's something I will be exploring when I go into... Because I yeah. do want to eventually have my own line you as well. To, you have to do your research. And everything is in the research. Because when you go on these luxury brands pages, they'll have in the description box exactly what the material is made out of. One. Mm-hmm. Two, they have the lamps. And, and just based on what it's made out of, period, that alone will let you know, is it good with washing and drying? Is it good with this? Is it good with that? So, it's so much that's right in front of our face. That we don't, that we take don't the really time. pay attention to. Yeah. And we just buy things. So, everything you need to know is there. You just have to kind of like pay more attention to it. So, you'll notice that it's a luxury brand that's selling trash. And it's fast pace. What was the word? Fast fashion. Fast fashion that's selling quality luxury stuff. That yeah. They don't even sell it for fast um, fashion luxury stuff because everything is so fast paced right i've purchased from places that don't sell things expensive at all and i've been wore it five thousand times mm-hmm. so, can, you can look up like this especially if you take care of your clothes too like i try to tell my friends like hang quality. your stuff up too like take care of your stuff i have had situations where i've had like clients and like they'll and i'm just being honest like they'll have a budget of like a hundred dollars and they say i want you to find me a look for a hundred dollars mm-hmm. um 
and I find it, and I'm like, okay, but I won't have that for, I won't have that next year. You won't, because your budget is a hundred. You know what I mean? Like you have to pay for quality too. Like yeah. if your budget is a hundred, I can give you a popping look, but your look is gonna be yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it. I can't promise that it's gonna last you forever. That's the luck of the draw type of thing. It depends yeah. on what type of materials they they use. So, I do want to also ask you just more on a personality note like on a personal note um what are because i think you you talked about this in our blog interview Mm -hmm. you um talked about like ways that your personality shows up in your brand so what are some ways that your personality shows up in chassiere monroe collection so my my personality shows up in from what I'm getting from this interview in a lot more aspects than I originally thought it showed up. But it shows up in my marketing, apparently. I didn't know it showed up there. But it does. Um, it also shows up in my design because from looking at my shoes, people who know me and they know what I like, they like, that's you. Yeah. So like, feathers. But... We're not going to do the same feathers as another luxury brand. We're right. going to kind of like do something different. And we're going to put our own twist on it. And we're going to do a specifically different color for a strategic reason. So they can see my personality. You would definitely have to know me, though, mm-hmm. to see To it. know. Where... So my new release that I'm coming out with pretty soon. Is this the also... one, this one I'm looking at over here in this corner? Yes. Yeah, I need shoes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the shoe that's coming out soon. That one. That's another shoe where you can look at it and tell, like, I see what you did there. But you would have to know me personally. It's right. not something that you would be able to just notice off of no interaction, not knowing me from as a person personally. You would have to know exactly who I am. Right. So it shows up. But it's not even a ways that I'm really fully aware of. Okay. Because people bring out to me things about my business that I do and things that I create and things that I present them with that they notice and they pay attention to that I'm not even aware of that they notice. Really? Like, Oh, that's sweet though. <laughs> I have a friend who acknowledged the different detail that went into my feather shoe mm-hmm. that I wasn't even paying attention to. It wasn't even in my, the front of my mind. What did they say? It was just the proportions of everything. Like the feathers, the fact that it's 2012, and just how everything flowed on that shoe. Mm-hmm. He just was like, you are very into proportions and making sure everything is like about angles and proportions. Right. <laughs> That's what I do for work. Oh, so attention. Yeah. I just like I wasn't thinking about no proportions. Yeah, when I shoe but it's subconscious. <laughs> That's who you are, so it just happens. Like yeah, I agree. Sometimes I look at a shoe and people be like, "I see why you did that." I'm like, I don't, I don't even know why I did that. So thanks for telling me because I don't know. Like. Yeah. People get another perspective of you. They don't right. see you how you see you. Yourself, so right. He see me differently. So he noticed the things that were things differently. So it's the same with my other releases. Isn't this the same with shoes that I have? I have shoes that I can show you that I'm not releasing. Yeah. And it's stuff that the world have not had a chance to see. But I'm not releasing this. And when I don't release it, I have people around me that's like, I see why you didn't release this. Yeah. And no, she just showed me like three different revisions, y'all, like of her first shoe design and I'm like you definitely picked the right one like I see the process that made me just like appreciate the process so much more because that's about three or four shoes that you didn't invested your time in (laughs) and it didn't your money in that you didn't you know get but that's the process that's the creative process um so and just by the way y'all I saw the shoe before y'all this shoe is popping 
so make sure y'all shop Shatier Monroe collection. Um, so, cause I need these shoes. Like, I'm a very that's right up my yeah, alley. Yeah, I'll show you what's missing on them. But okay, that's right up my alley though. I like that type of just simple but like effective. Mm -hmm. So, um, I wanted to ask you on the subject of of motivation because people always say like I don't feel motivated to do this like I had this idea but I don't feel motivated how do you personally stay self-motivated like what does that look like for you it looks different for everybody so I know like you know some people they like to listen to motivational podcasts they like to read books like what does that look like for you to stay prayed up whatever it is for you share with us like what that is for you so to stay motivated, normally my most, like the most motivation I get comes from a low point. So this low point is only a low point that I noticed that I reach personally because everybody looking around me is like, um, what low point? <laughs> but this is like my that. personal, like this is things that I go through in my personal like life. Okay. And, um, I reach, sometimes I reach a mental low where I'm just like, eh, I'm just going through something today. Yeah. And I can't even tell you why, but I am. And at that point, that's the point where I'll read. Okay. I'll begin to read. And I'll begin to create a strict routine. So what I do is I, I throw myself into discipline. It's not even something I have a conversation with myself about. It's just something that occurs. I throw myself into discipline. And now I get in the shower mm -hmm. or the bath the same time every night. I eat the same stuff for lunch every day. Really? I get up the same time every day. And that discipline and that strict routine is kind of what brings boredom yeah and boredom creates the room for my happy place shout out to your collection really? so it's something that i throw myself into really? that i That's don't know that i'm throwing myself into so it's never strategic like i'm never like y'all slacking i need to like get on my stuff yeah it's like stuff that i'm just like oh my god i've been on Instagram for three hours when I got for work, and this is just a hot mess. Don't so. you hate when you catch yourself? You like you know you got to email this thing, you know you got to hit up this person, mm -hmm. and you sitting up here like. And the, I think that we don't realize as creatives how that's draining for us because yeah. even though we may not have that discipline, we feed off of creating. So like people would keep sending you messages like check this out, and it's you know your friends you know they don't mean no harm but it's like the longer i stay on here y'all i'm drained i need to create like i'm not a consumer primarily i'm a creative so like how do you cut yourself off with that like okay no. so what you do is like okay so the first thing you notice is that i've been slacking somewhere that's first and foremost i've been slacking so whether it's the trash that needs to be taken out or whatever the case may be that is something that you need to do that you haven't done so you always start off and you be like oh shit i need to get back on track i need to create a to-do list and you create a to-do list. And the thing about once you channel that tunnel vision and you channel that, um, just that focus, that to-do list gets knocked out immediately. Really? And you're like, oh, I completed the email. I sent that email out that I was waiting to send out. I did this and I did this and I did that. And it only took me one day. I don't know what I'm about to do. Yeah. Like, I'm bored now. <laughs> yeah. But you have to keep that same routine. So I keep that same routine and I keep that boredom. Sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes it's unhealthy. But I'll black people out that's close to me, and I just want to speak yeah. to you because I know I'm trying to develop. I'm trying to like I do get the a same momentum thing, and something. I hate it. Like, cause yeah. I feel like y'all don't understand. Like, I'm really. It's not about y'all. Sometimes I really feel like not to be corny, but I feel like 
it's for y'all because I know y'all want to see me win. Like, I'll be happier. I'll have more to give when I win, like, when I get to where I want to mm-hmm. be. So, like, people don't understand. I think sometimes with friends and stuff, like, I don't want them to feel like I'm dissing you or, like, I'm trying to ignore you. I'm really locked in. Like, I think my... So, I think something that is a blessing and a curse for me is that I don't care if they understand me or not. Really? So, yeah, I don't. How do you because, get to that place, though? Like, because your family, you care about their opinion, your friends. You do, but you go through your downs alone. That's facts. So <laughs> That's facts, though. Like, so, it's like, being down with you this down alone, like, I don't really care. Like, that's facts, though. Because like, when <laughs> it's all the way back bad again... It's gonna be I'm me to have one. That's, that's facts, though. Like, so that's a great way to look at it. I don't even affect it up, and not even a submission. Yeah, about like nothing. No, that's so. facts. Cause that and people take that as oh, you selfish. That's being like you can't. You know, like they say, you can't pour from an empty well. You know, people say that cliche all the time, but it really yeah, is true. It's like, just, it's just all about your intentions. Like when you know your intentions are well, and you know you mean well by your family, you mean well by your friends. Nobody's going to take offense to it. Yeah. Because ultimately, if I had the platform and if I had the opportunity to make all of our lives great, that would be done. Yeah, thanks. That's how I so feel. So it just takes like... people to know you. The only person that's going to trip on going to be like, uh, you somebody that really don't know you. It's like, you really don't know me. Yeah. You really don't know me. I had to cut people off like that because they took yeah. it as like offense. I'm like, if you only knew, like, I'll do anything for my friends, but like, if I'm not, yeah, if I'm not exactly, but like, if I'm not in a place that I'm happy within myself, you gonna feel it because I'm gonna have an attitude. I'm gonna be spaced out because I'm not in my, not even just in my bag, but in my creative space. You gonna feel it, so it's best that you just let me do what I gotta do so that I can be full, regardless of what these people are, who they are. So you have to love people for like. For where they are in life, like yeah, like you have to just love them just for waking up and breathing. Yeah, no, like I had to get to that space. Breathe, yes, I had to get to I'm that fine. space. Like, cause I think some people really close to me. Like as I started to learn things in my life, mm-hmm. I subconsciously started to judge them. Like, oh well, why don't you get this? Like, I finally got this. I'm this age. Why you don't get this? And it's mm-hmm. like. No, like, you don't, again, just going back to you not knowing the context of people's stories. Like, people are dealing, people are hurting. It's like, whole they're dealing person. with stuff that you don't even know, like, that you never even, even people that you think are super close to you, they don't, they dealing with mental battles and stuff that you never, You're you would never of. even know. So all you can do is wrong. be you. Yeah, yeah, like, and all you can do is, like, be, like, show love and hope that they feel that and then return and, vice and, versa. And never take anything personal because it's never about you. Yeah. Even when someone is telling you something directed towards you, it's not about you. So you have to just learn a different level of not taking anything personal and just being self-aware and just self-oriented. If you're family-oriented, or- if you're oriented with, like, family, friends, and, you know, you have good intentions on where you plan on putting everybody and how you plan on moving if you had the platform to make it yeah that selfishness is more of a self-awareness yeah, of like a self-care a, type of thing yeah because you know that you are the lighthouse you are the yeah. powerhouse so it's just like that's i'm nice. acknowledging that so it's not nothing about me i feel like that's coming from a selfless place because now when I think about my dreams I don't even I think about my legacy like I think about I don't really care what people say about me when I die but I want people to feel like everything I want I don't want to die with any ounce of creativity left in me like I just want to like you know what I mean like I want everything I have to give I want to give while I'm here 
So I understand what you're saying. What, yeah. what you're saying. Um, my my perspective of it all is just that, like, um, when you strip down to your why, your yeah. why is everything. So when you're like, I just want to go out, I want to get in my bed, and I want to have this amount of money of coming in on a yearly basis. Or I want to look like this when I leave out the house. Or I want to, like, do this for my business. Or I want to make this amount of money at work. It's all about your why. Yeah. And your why determines everything. Because your why might be the reason why you ain't getting it. That's facts, yeah. Because <laughs> you probably don't even deserve it. Because your why is probably negative. You're probably trying to shit on somebody. That's facts. Yeah, so. <laughs> people don't realize how, like, that's a disaster. You set yourself up for every time. If your why is to, like... Because people, like... Yeah, I just had to. People not worry about you, like people. Everybody in their mind is trying to shit on your everybody. Outdo your yourself. Why, your like, why has to be right. If your yeah. why not right, then you you already off so bad start. What's your why? My why is just to and pave a way for my family and my friends, not to and disable them and put them in a position where I can just do everything for them and just. Right carry the weight of the world on my shoulders that's yeah. not what i want to do but what i want to do is just have the right opportunities for everybody to become whoever they want to be yeah if you want to be whoever you want to be i just want to be able to do and follow whatever due diligence is necessary to make you be your best self i don't want to disable it i don't want to have the money to where so i can give you all the money to do whatever you want to do Cause now I'm creating a clutch. I don't right, want to do exactly, that. Yeah. So you want to teach people how to fish, basically. That's what you. Yeah, I I rather just give you the tools to do what you have you trying to do. Right. And that's just my why. And along with that why, you just kind of got to get to it a little bit because as you become more acquainted with your business, as you become more acquainted like the professional world, you learn more. And think about today's society is not. So much about what you know, it's about who you know. I work at an engineering firm right now. I don't have a degree. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't take a class. I didn't complete college. I don't yeah. know. I peeped that. I was like, and I think that's so cool because, like, I was telling you earlier, like, I've styled models who like are so fashion, like they know everything, like you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like they so into that world, but then they study like. I don't know, like biochemistry or something like. And I think mm-hmm. that's so cool. Fashion always been my thing. Like I just, it's annoying at a certain point because yeah. like people always associate me with that. Where I'm into other things, I'm good at other things, but mm-hmm. I always kind of knew like I'm lying to myself if that's not you know what I choose to do. Yeah. But I think it's so cool seeing women who are like designer by night and like dresser by day. Like you, like I think yeah. that's cool. Like that shows your versatility and that shows like there's this people want to put you in a box of like you know where they can put you, like, in their mind, like, okay, she's good for this. Mm -hmm. And, like, to be able to, like, I love seeing women these days who are in so many different realms and, like, doing it all and not not worried about their perception of it or, like, how that's going to change people, you know, people's perception of your expertise. You can't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. No, girl, when you told me you'd be underground, I'm like, yo, you are so, like, you like, the girliest girl I've ever seen. I can't even imagine you, like, I think I saw, I did see you, like, one clip on your Instagram and you Mm -hmm. were, like, underground <laughs> or no yeah. you were like doing something construction i was like yeah she's so dope like she do everything <laughs> yeah i don't I, I my work my nine to five is not nothing that we even go in comparison to chatier and Monroe collection that's completely different worlds yeah that's so cool though i think that's that's dope so 
Um, two more questions. So, I remember, because I remember on the blog, you yeah. stressed how important it was to not have money be your reason why. Like, you just talked about how shitting on people should not be your reason why. Yeah. But why is money, like, and I know why, but I just want people to hear it, because I live it. <laughs> yeah. We live it, but I want people to know why, like, money shouldn't be your why. Like, that's such a short-term goal. So, the thing about money is, like, it's a way to get it. It's not rocket science. It's just the way to get to it. Now, you can cut corners. You can do things that's not the right thing to do. You can do things that might be the right thing to do. It might not get you the amount of money that you're looking for, but it's going to be like something. Right. But everybody knows some way to get access to it. So, when thinking about something that you know you want to be like, your goal and you want this to be like your baby you want to grow this and you want to it needs to be something that you love so initially i started out with three goals i wanted to create and this is from another place that i read or heard about i'm not really sure of the reference i wish i was but it just they told me to stick to a hobby three hobbies one hobby that gets you money one hobby that keeps you happy, one hobby that keeps you healthy. So okay. you create a hobby for each one. But the main goal is to make sure that each one of them is a hobby. It's something that you like to do. Right. So something that you like to do that keeps you healthy, something that you like to do that keeps you happy, something that, that you like to do that keeps you um keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I started to pursue a career in drafting. I like drafting all day long. That's a job that I can do, and I won't be looking at the clock all day like, Yo, when do okay. I get out of here? So, I got a job drafting. We'll talk about that on another note. <laughs> but I got a job drafting. So, I did that. And then, I was like, okay, my hobby, that's going to keep me healthy. Pescatarian. Let me be a pescatarian. I'm well, I saw you posting my day. <laughs> I thought about being it. Like, how was your yeah. experience? It was, it was I'm not pescatarian. <laughs> I'm done. Long story short, <laughs> I'm done with it. But I went, I went through a phase where I was pressing her, and I did it for about six months. And I, um, I stayed in the gym really, really heavy during that time frame, and I saw so many different results. And um, what happened was I just did so much research, and I'm not like completely like engulfing myself in meat now that I'm not pescatarian anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm just more educated. My okay. thing is, if you're not going to eat meat don't eat meat yeah you have to really go the whole way because the thing thing about being pescatarian is that i was pescatarian and i gained weight oh for real yeah and your goal was to lose weight yeah (laughs) i said what what is going on and i gained weight and i was like what this is sketchy damn well maybe i won't do it then i was seriously because all i eat is sushi i'm not trying to discourage you because i'll tell you this while i was pescatarian i did not get tired Really? That's what I need. I'd be wishing, like, I I need more energy. Do you take, like, any supplements or anything? No. Wow. And when (laughs) I went past this area, I did not get tired. I woke up at 6 a.m., got to work by 7 a.m. I did my overtime at work during the day, and I came home. It was times where I went to sleep by mistake at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning (laughs) on accident, and I was not tired the next day. And I was at work, like, waiting for my crash. Like, I'm like, I know the crash is coming. I'm just, like, waiting for it. Yeah, and it didn't. No, it never never came to me. So, (laughs) I never got tired. So, it has its its pros and it has its cons. But that was my way of keeping healthy right. that was my hobby your three hobbies okay. yeah 
And then my third hobby to keep me happy was my collection because yeah. that was my that was my like drown that was my music away from yeah. it all. Just turn on music and drown out the world. I feel that was the same my collection. Way I, was I feel you. So, um, are there any personal struggles if you don't mind sharing, or like a specific personal struggle um, where you feel like because you talked about fashion being your safe place? Do mm-hmm. you feel like there's a personal struggle? That either led you to your purpose or that kind of just keeps you sane in the midst of like chasing your purpose. Yes. And it's um, just feel like I'm always going to get less than what I deserve. Okay. So at work, I feel like I'm paid less than what I deserve. Okay. Even though I'm paid more than everybody around me. Really? I still feel like I'm, I'm, I need more. But that's like, your, that's your vision for your more. life. Like, yeah. you seeing yourself from like five years from now. Like, no, I, I know I'm better than this. Like, yeah, I just feel like I deserve more. So just having that mentality of like just being underrated, underpaid. It kind of puts you in a way where you're just like, okay, so you're not going to give it to me. Okay, so I'm going to take it. Yeah, I know that's so, right. It's period. That's just what it is. A period, poo. So, basically. <laughs> so, you just think of other ways. And it just was like, I was fortunate enough to think of another way that can also bring me in revenue. But I'm working on a way to, you know, get me to where I feel like I did, I'm getting paid what I deserve at work. Mm-hmm. And everything is just going to pan out exactly how it's supposed to pan out. But that that mentality is what got me to kind of like widen my my horizon and exploring outside of just working every day okay and branching out because one thing i was afraid of was just being involved with people i'm like i don't like being involved with people (laughs) so i'm just like i'm selling shoes and i'm going to have to contact this person yeah i know what you're saying now Now i know what you're saying i'm the same way and you you consider yourself an introvert I don't know. I don't because I can like talk to anybody about anything, but I can't deal with foolishness. Yeah. So you hit me up and you're like, "Do you have a size eight? But if you go on my website and you it's a size, eight, a size eight, can you and then tell you like <laughs> it's not available? Okay. Yeah. Or it's going to tell you if it's available. Is it going to tell you not if it's not available? And so you're trying to like stuff, not like, take that out because you're like, I gotta be professional, girl. I know. Or they hit me up and they like they don't introduce themselves. I don't geek off of stuff like yeah. that. I just always provide like the customer service that I feel like I would provide if I was the person that was reaching out for assistance. Sometimes if I reach out to comcast or t-mobile or whoever i'm you know using it as a i'm the customer too yeah i'm not like hey my name is shatia yeah. why is you doing this <laughs> like why are you charging me for this why are you doing this why are you doing that so i kind of have to put my mindset back into the that those of like a consumer right to understand and kind of like respond to everybody correctly got you Okay, I see that. I feel the same way. I feel like I always straddle between being like, girl, like when I'm dealing with a client and between mm-hmm. being like, okay, I still have to provide that customer experience. Mm-hmm. That's my main thing. I want to make sure my clients are always good. But no, you be like, for real though? Like, really? <laughs> so, yeah. um, one last question because I keep saying this like last two questions, mm-hmm. but like I got a ton of questions I've been wanting to ask you. So, Last but not least, how do you balance work, personal life, and dating? Or do you even have a balance at all? 
So right now what I do is what I do is I um I create an atmosphere where I know exactly where each one belongs. Okay. So work I what I do to keep work will work is I dress a certain way for work. I don't have to dress up in business society. I can very much wear jeans and a t-shirt to work if I want. Mm-hmm. But every day I have on high heels, I have on slacks, I have on a t-shirt. I put myself in a business mode. Right. I can never get business confused with anything else with how I'm dressed. Perfect. There's no way. That makes sense. None of my day, I wear glasses. I don't even look, I don't even present myself as the same person you're seeing in front of you right now. Because I just engulfed this business world when okay. I work. I did this for the last two places that I was employed and it worked for me like really, really well. Okay. And about my personal life is when it comes to my personal life, I just accept what Shatira wants. So if Shatira wants to do nothing, she, she just nothing. wants to sit and do nothing, she right. does nothing. If she wants to go out and she wants to hang out and she wants to just turn up and go crazy, she goes crazy. She do whatever she wants to do. And that's what I keep that's living. <laughs> I can't. I can't have both. So I can't like have them work clothes and, and go then party. Just go party. Yeah. No, it's just not. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. So like some people can like leave straight from work and get straight into that mood. I can't do it. I'm so dressed up for work that I got. I need to go home and I need to just switch out of this. I'm in work mode right now. Gotcha. And it's just not a face I put on. It's like a, a. I do it all the way around the board. So that shows though how impactful fashion can be in like the way that you carry yourself because like mm-hmm. of course the way you carry yourself with your friends won't be the way that you carry yourself in the office or while you're handling business so that makes perfect sense i get that yeah and dating life just falls in the same the same round i can't i can't so it just don't match up i just let every every aspect have its own entity and i address every aspect in its own way so i don't never get confused of which one now sometimes personal might take the hit, and I yeah. might not be in the personal. Sometimes dating take a hit, and yeah. I might not be in the dating. Um, fortunately, sometimes work take the hit, and I might not be in the work. Yeah. Sometimes my collection takes the hit, and I might not be in my collection. It just all just depends. But it just it's like you have to dress the part. Right. You have to dress the part. I just talked about that, though, like, as far as, like, certain areas of your life taking a hit. A hit. I talked about that on the last episode because I feel like people want to have everything together all the time. And that's well and, that's all well and good if that's what, you know, your vision for your life is. But, like, I think we have to be okay with, like, being having a 98% in this area and having, like, a 64% in this area of life and, like, letting that be okay for a certain season of our lives. You have to feed the beast. So you have to realize, all right, I'm a beast. And I gotta feed this beast. Like yeah. <laughs> she like different shit. Yeah. <laughs> so she like she like doing drafting, do drafting. She like doing with shoes, do shoes. She like to turn up on the weekend and drink Patron and go crazy. <laughs> so just gonna drink Patron and go crazy. So you really have to find a balance of just feeding who you Every are. Every part of you, right? Yeah. And Not sometimes, sometimes work is what take precedence. So. Naturally, you are feeding work a lot more than you are feeding party yeah. lifestyle. And it just happened naturally. But whatever happens, you have to feed it. Because I, what I notice is, like, if I have an urge to be in a party lifestyle, and I can't be. Yeah. And I don't want to You get be, restless. Oh, I'm irritated. Yeah. Like, I need to have, like, I need to An get outlet. my chest. Yeah. And I that's just, you. like... Or like fun shots here. Yeah. She needs to get fed. I like we gotta you. feed her. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't have one aspect of you know who you are being 
drown because yes. you're tuning into something else. You need to create a lifestyle for yourself and be able to feed every aspect of what you want to be. I agree. I just learned that because I feel like I got to this place a couple years ago where I was I was really working, like working on my brand and like going to sleep. Like, and I was so bored and I love what I do. Like, I love yeah. it, but I was so bored and I had to realize like, you're 23 years old. Like, you know, at the time I was, what, 21 when this was going on. I'm like, you need to feed every part of you. Like, you can't just be, and that's what causes burn, burnout. Like, when you. Burnout, for sure. Like, do it you. Happens. How do you deal with burnout? So, the thing with burnout and the burnout that I experienced is that, like, I, I've experienced the level of burnout and the thing about fun part, like, party, happy-go-lucky, like, let's turn up, let's go crazy, it disappeared. <laughs> and I just wasn't interested in doing it no more. So I'm just sitting here, I'm just like, when will we be wanting to ready to turn up again? Yeah. Like I'm like I'm situated where I need to be situated at and I just need to turn up again. And what I did with the managed burnout was to be able to calculate when it's coming. Okay. Because sometimes it comes and there's yeah. nothing that you can do about it. It just right. comes it's like the weather. You can't determine it. So it just happens. So um it does. You have to just you. manage. You you ha- yeah, yeah, it does. So you have to be able to be a good acknowledger of what's going on around you, and just be aware of your surroundings. You be able, you have to be able to aware, aware yourself of what's about to go on and take place. For me, my burnout happens whenever my finances are not correct. Really? That's when burnout happens because I'm working overtime. I'm doing the absolute most to keep myself situated everywhere okay so i see that though I see when i'm going crazy like i don't have time to look to design no shoe tonight like i need to get this together and make sure this is paid like i feel you and then i look at my job and i'm just like what type am i leaving again and that's when <laughs> i'm like realizing like okay it's getting to a, a like a burnout phase so what i do is even though I know what I can take. I don't push myself to that point okay. to get to the level of burned out. So I might know that I'm talking to one of my manufacturers. They're on the completely opposite side of the planet. Their 3 p.m. is our 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. So they're up and driving and kicking when I'm on my way to bed. And yeah. I need to sleep and nothing but sleep right now. Yeah. And I know that if I talk to them all night... I can get this through and get an understanding. And I will be up to 4 o'clock in the morning with them if need be. But I cannot do that. And so that's where um, in earlier in our interview, I mentioned that I just disciplined. Mm-hmm. And, okay, you want to talk to the manufacturer, but you need to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, you got to have a cutoff time because you like, you're not even going to be able to produce on a certain level if yeah. you're tired as fuck. So you I definitely say you. Just go to sleep. Yeah. My <laughs> thing is, if she's able to be up to talk about it tonight, she'll be able to talk, talk about, about it tomorrow, tomorrow night. That's so it, it's just creating discipline. And you create that discipline a little bit when you get tired of seeing the same result. Right. So you get tired of like, I know I messed up. And I'm about to do the same thing. And I know I'm about to mess up again. Yeah, it has to be like a level of disgust with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, like you said last time, this was it. Like, it really has to be like, that's why I'm trying to be more patient with people. Mm -hmm. Because like, people have to get to that level of just, just just being disgusted with themselves. And like, you being Mm -hmm. disgusted with their behavior. Or like, people being disgusted with something I may do. That's not enough. I have to feel it. So I definitely get that. Yeah, and just, even if it's not disgust, it's just like... Nowhere to turn. Yeah. Like, you don't have no other options. Yeah, once you feel that back against the wall, that changes everything. Because you might not necessarily be, like, 
Yeah. She ready to be like, yo, I don't have nowhere to go. Like, yeah. this is just it. Like, my back is against the wall. And you like, one thing when your back is against the wall and you don't have anywhere else to turn to, you always be like, how'd I, how'd I get? Yeah. And you be like, that's why. Yeah, that's the so, old pattern. Yeah. yeah. And that's when you kind of like be able to break that chain that you've been stuck in. And it'll, and it'll start to make a little bit more sense because you'll realize that maybe the reward is not right in front of your face yeah. when you take the small step to discipline yourself. It might not come up right then and there, but you see in the long run the part that it plays. Right. Girl, you dropped some gems on this podcast. Well needed, much needed. <laughs> um, I try to drop gems on every episode, but like I always like, I, I said I wanted to get a different perspective mm-hmm. for this season. I wanted to have people who do things that I don't do. Um, Because there may be people who are listening to this who may aspire to do what you're doing. So, girl, thank you. This wine got us, like, on another level. (laughs) I'm so, oh my goodness. I got to get some of this wine. (laughs) This is Liberty Creek. I never had Liberty Creek before. I don't even know who Liberty Creek is. I don't either. I never heard of them, and I'm into red wine, so. I just told my friend to stop out and get some while he's This is a big-ass bottle. (laughs) It really is. We have one. Was this full when I got here? Yes, it was. And so, this is only us all day. Oh my. This is my first time having it. So, yeah. We on a different level, y'all. Bear with us. I hope you guys got something out of this episode. Thank you so much, Shatiera, for being on this episode. Thank you for dropping gems. Thank you for being open open and talk um going with my flow because i know you know i switch it up and i ask random questions um i hope everyone who listened got something out of it whether you're into fashion or whether you're into a different business pursuit or lifestyle pursuit um and definitely make sure that you shop shatiera monroe for all of your luxury shoe needs she's coming out with some fire for her next season or her next drop of product so make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that you can follow her at shatiera i'm gonna put it in the description notes because y'all probably like how you spell it um i'll put in the description notes i'll put our blog interview as well if y'all want to learn anything else additional about her thank you so much for tuning into this episode and i will talk to you guys next week